In every life, there is one great love. And one unforgettable heartbreak. I don't think that I ever really loved you. Now, a new beginning. Do you want to go out? You mean like on a date? And a second chance. Hi. Did you sleep with her? Look, it's over between us. We're getting a divorce. Bring a time to choose. You led me to believe you had made up your mind. I have made up my mind. I don't want to be in the middle of this. A tale of love. I can see this is going nowhere fast. Sex and starting over. Star of Swingers and Psycho, Vince Vaughn. Chasing Amy's Joy Lauren Adams. And directed by John N. Smith. A cool, dry place. Okay. <clears throat> We're back. There we are. Welcome to Marcus Played. Oh. You like that? Love the professionalism. Beautiful. <laughs> Did it sound genuine when I said welcome to? I, I, anytime you ever do it, I always count it as disdain. You know, I, I take mm, every, it's... everything you say with a grain of salt. I judge what you say to me. It uh, There was some resignation there uh, to announce the, the title, but... Um, you do have a point because I've been thinking on uh, original remake. I'll just continue the trend of promoting my other work, which was last week's episode. There you go. Uh, I've been dropping the like intro on the episodes that I edit because in the intro you have me and my co-host Peter explaining the premise and he says the title and I've noticed he does your bit when we do the actual recording where he says, welcome to original remake. And I'm like, but they already know it's why do we have to welcome them? Like they they listen through the intro. You're here. Take a seat. Like you've been in my home before. <laughs> Just get comfortable. But we don't have that. We do, we don't. That's the point I was uh, bringing up. Our you know our music does not say anything about Marcus Blade, and I feel sorry for singer songwriter Josh Nolan that he's attached to a uh, a show that is uh, advertising, not even advertised by a sleb jihad. We we get no money, but. <laughs> Thank you again, Josh Nolan, <laughs> for that song contributing to the show. Oh boy, we did get his permission, Spotify. So if you're tracking us there, so today we're going to talk about something terrifying to me, and presumably terrifying to you. But you've lived it. You've been on the battlefields of parenthood. Yes, that I've avoided up to this point. So last week's episode, and if you haven't listened to it, at the very least, download it or click stream on Spotify or whatever your kids do was on Adventureland. And I would say that neither one of us came to any sort of conclusions on how or why you loved that movie so much initially. Right. The theme was love at first sight, but even years later, you can't really explain it to me and you couldn't explain it to our listeners. Well, you failed. I mean, there was a, a quite a bit of discussion about the boner that probably I raised my hand as my, contribution to the yeah. Adventureland mythos there. So I said, okay, I've got a movie like that, but I haven't watched it in years. It's not earned repeat status, but I just remember watching it a few times as a teenager, and it's a cool dry place starring Vince Vaughn as a single-ish father. Um, the mom does come back into the picture for, I guess, an extended stay yeah. at the home. Mm. Uh, and his uncomfortable. Extended stay, you know, she's, uh, she's 
um, kind of uh, floating the biscuit around there a little bit. Uh. <laughs> this this would be uh, Monica Potter, who you expressed enthusiasm for. Yes. When, uh, yeah. you, di- you didn't know what this movie was, like probably most people listening to this, or most people in general, uh, had never heard of A Cool Dry Place. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, a f- first heard for me. I, I, I when shockingly so because these are people that uh, sort of were on the rise when this came out. You know, late nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of uh, up and comers. Yeah, a lot of up and comers, and I'd never even heard of it. Um, I can see why after watching it. <laughs> oh, that's that's already a foul. Let's, let's get into the, the actual movie itself, which. Uh... I you know I I kind of agree with you. I don't really know who the target audience is. Right, people who love to see Vince Vaughn dance, maybe awkwardly by That's himself. Not bad. <laughs> like him, him attempting to seduce himself. Yeah, in his I don't know room. what happened there. Oh, right, let me ask you this. Let's get personal here, Mike. Um, okay. uh, uh, you know, uh, when you go to get dressed, does Michael Denniston break out and dance and song and dance in an in erotic pole dance? No, but I should. It did make me think that maybe it would add a little something to my day or improve my self-confidence if I – which also, this is Vince Vaughn probably peak physical form because when he gets into uh, his pure comedy phase, he's like, hey, I can pack on some pounds. Yeah, he's eating cake you know, by the mm-hmm. handful. So, no, I mean – still not done Wedding Crashers. Doesn't that, that still shocks me. That's a comfort food. You know, maybe maybe we, oh, okay. we project right. that out a yeah. little bit. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I know that, you, you know, the things I know of you, I know you like to listen to podcasts from time to time in mm-hmm. the morning. So I mean, maybe, you know, listening to Pop Culture Case Study and dancing, this is the, <laughs> that's not the, can, the soundtrack of of hip thrusting. I, I can assure you that uh, Pop Culture Case Study, um, no hip thrusting was ever inspired by uh, the Grindle, as you call him, uh, by his voice. <laughs> I don't know what podcast would be. Uh, let me just go ahead and introduce the one that I have, because it'll kind of steer us into the topic. Hip because thrusting I, is how you lead into recommending a podcast. Got it. It's, okay. It's, you know, I, I think that may give them a few more hits. Whatever hits we can provide, whatever audience we have, they're into hip thrusting. Okay. <laughs> their podcasts. So the podcast I went with... <clears throat> It's called Saturday the 14th, and it is clearly, as it is subtitled, a horror movie podcast. Uh, so I like the title. I, okay. I never listened yeah. to the show before, <clears throat> but what I, I kind of did the Hyro uh, version of it, where uh, I start with like the movie, um, and I'll just admit, could find fuck all with A Cool Dry Place. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you found a movie podcast discussing this film. No, I did not. I did not. <clears throat> Which means we have the market cornered. Yes, that's it. So yeah. <laughs> as long as we keep paying the hosting fees, years from now, we will be the authoritative voice on a cool, dry place, which I hope would help someone out there. But so they were not talking about that. What they were talking about, the episode that I uh, selected, um, which is how I found them, was a movie called Goodnight Mommy, which came out in 2014, I 15? think I have seen that one. Okay. Okay. It was kind of like a... Uh, a hip, I say hip, you know, with disdain that Hyro knows me for film Twitter kind of pick for like a few months there. Um, and it's a, a horror movie. Oh, I have seen this. This is with the two little monster children. There you go. All right. So this little is leading shits. into <laughs> leading into my thoughts. So they I believe they were new to the film, uh, at least covering it for the podcast. Uh, so I had great affection for their uh, sort of shock and awe 
at just how awful it would be to have these <laughs> these kids and be responsible for them. Mm. So then they sit around in the living room at night. They play that game where you like write the name of like a thing or a person or whatever, um, like on a post-it note and stick it on the other person's head, and then they have to guess who they are. Lucas is a car. Yeah, <laughs> that's so random. Elias is a car. Lucas doesn't get to play. Well, we don't see Lucas play, at least. True. He's guessing and stuff like that and kind of giving answers. And so Elias writes one for their mother, um, and he writes, Mama. Yeah. Um, And puts it on her. And during this, you kind of get, like, a little bit of insight as to, like, who she is. Yeah. uh, She asks, like, um, is she a TV host? And they say yes. So it implies, like, yes, the mom actually is a TV host. Yeah. Like, she works in Um, Austria. She speaks German. She speaks German. But she's not on German TV. Right. Um, there's something about how she is famous, kind of. Yeah. And, like, do I have children? Yes, you have two children. And then she's stumped. And she's like, well, what things do I like? And Lucas keeps being like, you like do- you like animals, you like animals. And she's like, what? And she, like, kind of doesn't respond to Lucas. And Elias is like, you like animals. And she still doesn't get it. So it's a very weird sort of tense family moment. Yeah. And that night they go and they, like, play with their cockroaches. Um, Ugh. So I can't decide whether they have a bunch of cockroaches that keep getting away, because they find one in the bathroom, or if they just have so many cockroaches in their house that he just started keeping them. These are, like, huge, not, like, regular cockroaches. I think these are Madagascar cockroaches. They're so fucking big. That's what it tied back to a cool, dry place for me, because I told you last week... I don't know why I like this movie so much. Why did I watch it as a 16-year-old? What what problems do I have that resonate the same way as Vince Vaughn as a single father who's trying to choose between Monica Potter and Joey Lauren Adams, which I admit as a 16-year-old. Well, I admit now those would be problems I wouldn't mind having. Yeah, there if you, you could go. Just, if you could just you eliminate know, that screaming banshee child. The surgical precision of getting rid of the child and having these two blondes uh, in your life and just weighing the options there. But the kid is the, that's the crux of the story is how fucking annoying it is to have this child and good night mommy end up being a good pick because in both films, while they are wildly different, uh, the kids like to have dead things around. They like to have creatures. There's cockroaches and good night mommy mothers. What's that? Mothers. Mothers, yes. Uh, I, you know, thankfully, I guess in a cool, dry place, there's a somewhat better relationship, but it's very combative. And I think that's what I like so much about a cool, dry place is that, like, because I saw it on VHS, uh, this is back in my video store days. You look at the box and you probably read the, like, okay, what's this about? It seems very uh, hallmarky, lifetime, as far as, you know, a uh, father is going to. Uh, take the difficult challenge of raising this kid on his own. He's going to find love in a small town. He's going to reject the big city. Uh, but most of the movie is a fucking drag for Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, cause the, cause of that shitty kid <laughs> and because of Monica Potter showing up and, uh, and sort of dangling stuff in front of him. Poor guy. Um, okay. So we're watching the sequence where she, she wants to stay, um, and I guess reconnect with her son that she's abandoned. And, uh, she, I, I guess there's no hotels in this small town. She's just going to stay not. at home. Or maybe she couldn't afford it or her, her new lover but couldn't it, afford it or whatever it is. It's also beneficial to Vince Vaughn because he's got other shit to do. He's looking to escape. So he needs anyone to <clears throat> basically play 
babysitter. In fact, his new love interest, Joy Lauren Adams, kind of has already taken up some of those things to alleviate some of the stress in his life. It doesn't make the Vince Vaughn character look that great either. <laughs> like he's basically looking for like a personal assistant task manager for him. And I, you know, here's where I, I will come to his defense. Um, of course. It's it hard to to break away, especially a kid of that needy, that kid. Hmm. Luckily, my children are nothing like this, right? I've never been that parent. I mean, you've had, you've broken bread with me and my children. They're, they're hmm. relatively quiet and they just sit there and they eat their food and they do their thing. You know, they're not. One of them did attack my dog and then. Well, he uh, went into stole his, his, stole his dog stole cage. his crate. <laughs> yeah, went to sleep in the dog crate. That's the. I mean, that's the worst of it. He's not gonna. But you, he's not gonna be like, uh, like screaming at the top of his lungs in some sort of restaurant or no, public. No. You know, he'll go and sleep in the crate. You know, perfect. Mm-hmm. Go cage yourself, child. <laughs> but uh, I brings could... up many questions about your parenting, what, how you've trained them to do these particular tricks. <laughs> but I see how you are able to produce podcasts this way. Exactly. Look, I, I, it's off mic is the cage. It's, the, the, it's like uh, some people, they store gimps in, with red ball gags. I just put kids in there. You know, it's like a, it's very presidential of me. <laughs> dropping a clip here <laughs> we're but, gonna do a little trilogy in theory i don't know where to go from there play the music I, and I, we're gonna jump back in I, I i do feel for i mean have you ever seen kramer versus kramer the uh I did see it once a few years ago yeah this is very much a, a situation similar to that you know okay, it's yeah it's father where who, the mom's the shit basically. yes yes but here um you don't get the, that that feeling of fish out of water from the parent, like he is a relatively decent parent. You know, he underst- He's not like trying to uh, learn how to crack an egg or learn how to make a whatever. It's not Mister Mom. Yeah, it's not he's like not that. A, a sense of discovery for him on how to be a parent. There's he's a, already been the guy, right? There's a lot more sort of depth as to like the pain that that Vince Vaughn is trying to is suffering because he's clearly still hooked on Monica Potter. Understandably so, right? I mean, especially when she shows back up and she's making out with him. Like, who makes out with somebody and then tells him, "Hey, I never really loved you." Like mid, like you break from the kiss. There's still some slobber on your lip from the man, and you're telling them, "I never really loved you." Okay. She. Strong. Well, I mean, the one thing that's consistent about her character is she has terrible timing <laughs> in almost every regard. Um, <clears throat> later on, she will take the kid. Um, because she just assumes for Vince Vaughn that, oh, you're going to move to Dallas and take this big city job. Mm. So the kid should just go with me because you'll have no time for him. No conversation about it. <laughs> just, she just runs off with the kid. <laughs> yeah. I believe we um, thought that we, we would need an Amber Alert <laughs> in some town. Yeah. She'd be yeah. flogged. Uh, yeah, my iPhone would be uh, buzzing in the middle of the night if they were coming in my, I guess, general area. I mean, I'm just coming at it thinking that as a teenager, being the oldest of five already established i want zero kids then none i do not want to surround myself with children this must be what appealed to me is that this just seems like a mess like you the other thing is he can't move on so you feel that this actually like reinforces your stance of i hate kids it doesn't i mean it doesn't help you know that's that's why i went for goodnight mommy as the example i'm like (laughs) okay let's just (laughs) let's go with extreme cases of please don't procreate uh, but it, it really is like a weight that <clears throat> is holding Vince Vaughn back because he can't even move forward in his own love life because I, I mean, do you believe that he's still hung up on Monica Carter just 
herself or is it because she <clears throat> represents just an easier life for him if things could work out perfectly where she could be the mom you know they, they could have quote unquote a normal life like of the family unit because I, I don't see anything from her and we don't have flashbacks we don't know have what they're like looked at her before she's the one julia roberts i get it i mean there's you know there's something appealing there i guess to some some sleb jihad fans out there would <laughs> there it is <laughs> like I, it. you asked me to clean it up i cleaned it up <laughs> and there you go it's reeling back reeling me back in <laughs> i'm more of a joey lauren adams guy i guess is what i'm saying mm, okay fair enough um shout out to uh the grendel and and scissoring uh but uh you know i think that the question you asked whether he's truly in love with Monica Potter's character or if uh, or if he's really looking for a simpler life is answered when, you know, the he's he clearly takes the bait. You know, I'm, I'm joking here about like she's kissing on him and, and, mm-hmm. and he takes the bait. You know, he's like all in on her. Then the second she tells him, uh, yeah, I didn't uh, really love you. And he's kind of cast aside again. He does like an about face and he runs right for Joy Lauren Adams. Like he's like clinging to anything. He's like a mm-hmm. like a drowning yeah. man looking for a looking for a life preserver. And I I that's what kind of like puts me off about it. Is like he's not genuine about any of his emotions. He's just clinging. He's just that child is a weight on his leg and he's just clinging for anything to rescue him. Do you think we see this more in uh probably in like rom coms with like a uh, female protagonist? Because it seems like there's more love triangle, like who she will pick type stuff geared towards women. And I'm not saying this film was geared towards women or men, but it is interesting to see it from, uh, you know, a totally masculine perspective that he's, I, I, I totally agree with you. He's just looking for anything that will make his life to some degree a little bit easier. And it just so happens in movie world, they're two beautiful women, so can't go wrong. But yeah. it does. Maybe you're watching you know, the wrong I, movies because I can. There's a bunch of movies out there where uh, where a man is picking between two ladies, no. But does it have that sense of like desperation? It's not like of which one's better, but it's just like like any any port in the storm. <laughs> like please God, just let it be someone. Someone rescue like, me from this banshee child. Uh, Jerry Maguire, I think, is the one that probably makes it like the central plot. Mm. I mean, they just call it out where it's like he he can't be alone. He's got to have someone in his life. Uh, doesn't have to be perfect. Now that's probably like the more popular 180 of this story because in that film Jerry loves the kid. The kid's the reason he wants to be with. Well, the kid Renee is Zellinger. pretty good at trivia. You know, the kid brings something to the table. He, he does talk a lot. He's not just I, I yelling. Think... Yeah, this kid is I mean, com- is, is, this kid is the you know personification of Michael Deniston's nightmares right here. This kid is not, you know. Not the kind of kid, kid that willingly goes into a cage. You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah, the, the good all American boys right there. This that, is closer to uh, Goodnight Mommy, where you know there might be knives involved. And, yeah, you know, yeah. There's a, a threat. Like I, th- there's a version of Goodnight Mommy, which I, I guess would be you know the, the you'd have to replace the title and make it father centric with Vince Bond because that diner scene in a cool dry place where he's telling him. We stop doing that, please. Like Just it was, please it was, tone it, it down. It was very much Wedding Crashers esque, where he's he's annoyed, but he's trying to maintain some sense of decorum in this, and the kid just will not abide. And then you have the, I guess the guy that works at the restaurant looking at him like, uh, you can't really approach kids like this. Like he's trying to approach the kid who's unreasonable with some degree of reason. Mm-hmm. 
No, there is none. Get the cage out. <laughs> That's why I, want, I wanted your perspective on it, because to me, this is like confirmation bias, where I'm like, yes, my life choices, I yeah. am totally right. Well, I can see why you love this. You know, it just <laughs> this is like uh, this is like uh, you know Rush Limbaugh turning on uh, ONA or something or Fox News. This is completely just spewing his shit right back at him. <laughs> the cool dry place, the Fox News that. for Michael Dennison. <laughs> That uh, that will definitely make it into the show notes as I try to promote this and the the tweets. Uh, but are you are you telling me that I'm wrong or not? Oh no, absolutely I, I, not. <laughs> You're the guy that texts me and you know and says, "Relate to your wife, please don't have kids. Like just you know keep the streak alive of no kids." So I gotta live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> but when I talk to most you know friends or people when they have children, they're like, "Yeah." You just don't understand. It'll totally change your life. It's the greatest thing ever. Like, that seems to be the stock answer. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're, uh, you don't have a lot of good <laughs> friends that tell you the truth. <laughs> That's what I pride myself in, you know, the blatant truth, whether it be about celeb jihad or <laughs> the impact of children. That's, uh, so you didn't like this movie because you've already it's not that I didn't, you've ignored I, no, the warning signs. It does nothing for you. I don't want to see some desperate mope. Not only that, Vince Vaughn isn't a really. I, I I couldn't connect with his character. Number one, his his dancing is just well, who does this? Like I, he's been out in the game, man. He's he's trying to work him work himself back into it. This is like a a bullpen session. So you're okay with this dude twerking as he's getting ready. I, I don't believe twerking was a commonly used phrase, uh, in particular with white culture and white culture <laughs> in the flyover states. Uh, he wouldn't have even known he was twerking, so he's absolved from that. You know, and it, here's another thing about me that you kind of always peck at me is that I like really cling to these like nasty little details, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, whether it be teeth or hands or yep. their behavior. Or Anna Kendrick and Emma Stone, two of my favorites. Yeah. Emma Stone is really growing on me. I watched. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, where she plays Gwen Stacy. And wow, I was just, you know, this is very, this is before Emma Stone, I think was Emma Stone. Like before she was, you know, Oscar award winning Emma Stone, you know, uh, the, the, is it the blonde hair. What, what is it here? Maybe it's the hot thigh high socks. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But anyways, um, <laughs> I, you know, I cling to these things and near the end of the movie, I, I can't put my finger on why I kind of dislike Vince Vaughn. It's, Besides the desperation, which is pathetic to look at, besides the singular dancing, which is ridiculous, and I, I just picture you doing this, and I don't know why. This is, I might. To, to <laughs> listening to Dave talk. <laughs> but then he goes to order a steak. He goes to interview in Dallas, right? And oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is bad. This is real bad. I yeah. mean, Texas. You're in Texas where, you know, red meat is, is mm -hmm. the... Well done. I just... It, it hit me like a punch in the gut. You know, we've talked <laughs> about betrayal. Yeah, just disgusting. This is this is as Trumpian as it gets. Steak, well done. Yeah, I've been out with people before that uh, do that, and uh, I do I do wince every time because my you know my mom, where I, I take most of my cues from, I guess. Like uh, going back to parenting, you know, I, I I've never had a bad relationship with my parents, um, and she has always been supportive of me. I don't know what that says about me or my siblings of not having children. She's like, yeah, just don't do that. <laughs> just, that's, that's, a good, good that's interesting idea. when your mom is telling you, hey, you, that, I love you, son, but that experience, I don't wish it upon you. 
it kind of like it, it really colors <laughs> your child. <laughs> like you're gonna be very self reflective. <laughs> I didn't uh much like you accusing me of uh dancing like Vince Vaughn in the privacy of my own home, I don't take it as an insult. Um and I didn't then. I <clears throat> then passed on that insult to my younger siblings. I'm like, well, maybe if she had stopped at one, she wouldn't have these complaints. But um going back to the stake, she Always, she she loved Pulp Fiction. Uh, that's like our that's our movie mm-hmm. bond. It's her taking me see that, and you know the the Travolta line when he's asked, "Bloody uh, as hell!" It? That but she loved it. She 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 totally that was from then on. That's how she <laughs> she responded to that question. But she always, uh, yeah, rare make it. Make it yeah. Good. So I I have no actual. I don't even know if I've ever had a well done steak, such as my disdain for even using that phrase and just looking at that terrible piece of meat you're, you're getting the worst cut whatever it is yeah. because yeah you're just burned to a crisp you know what's funny is that during my time in europe uh, you don't say well done when you order a steak one uh, red meat isn't as as well done as it is here in america like here we have a lot more places like graze we put mm-hmm. more fat in our meat yada 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 uh, so they eat a lot more pork in particularly in germany uh, but you can get steak and when you order, a, there's no, hey, I want it medium, I don't want it well, I want it medium rare. When There's none of that. You say either you want it cooked all the way. I forget what the, I don't even know what the term is. But if you want, there's only one level. You either It's like Pulp Fiction, bloody as hell or burnt to a crisp. But the bloody as hell is called, I want it English. That's the style it's called. You say, I, I want my steak mm. English. And they'll bring it out and it's bloody as hell-ish. So Still not enough to your liking? No, not enough. Like it's just the cats can't cook, man. In Europe, <laughs> the cats cannot cook. It's it's amazing because I like my steak with a little crust on the outside. You know what I mean? Like I, I like the outside like really charred, but the inside mm-hmm. just like from the like a millimeter of cook, and then the rest of it bloody as hell. It's just I've often wondered if we just should you know cancel this format and just start a uh, cooking show with you. Uh, where we just do movies where people cook, and then you hyper-analyze that one particular scene, and then I'll just talk about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I could spend the entire time just breaking down how much I dislike this character based off that one line in the movie. Give me my steak well done, you troglodyte. No wonder nobody wants to stay with you. No wonder why so, Monica Potter stepped out. You don't know how to order a steak. So this disdain for the lead characters didn't totally color the whole film for you what, say again <clears throat> you're because you're kind of saying like no no i didn't totally dislike it but you're like but man vince vaughn the main character he fucking sucks i hate this this and better i hate the kid monica potter not good enough so i mean i'm just wondering like what what was it that was pleasant about this experience if anything um I'm going through my notes here, seeing if there's anything positive. <laughs> Did you know I'm going that? to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, if there is any. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, 54%. Mm. But on the Wikipedia page, you know, most of the time they have like, well, here, this critic said this about it. And this critic, the, the reception, Rotten Tomatoes gives the film 54%. That's it. That's all there is for it. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I don't really know how to pick them. It, it, yeah, yeah, you do. You really do. You, you brought the, <laughs> and, and you know, Joy Lauren Adams is such a, she's like a, in this movie, she's very much like the breath of fresh air. You know, like she's mm-hmm. she's trying to liven the thing up because Vince Vaughn is like running around trying to like 
cage his child and uh, and get a job and you know beg for uh, um, for Monica Potter to come back. But <sighs> Variety said, "quote The kind of plotting conventional fare usually reserved for TV movies." I would agree, and that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a lifetime movie. It even <laughs> However, has that haze over it. Did you notice that? Like I kind of mo- like that. You like that Comforting. haze? For this type of material, I mean, what are, it's like an Instagram what, uh, filter or something like that that it was shot with. Like, what is this? You want it to look like you know cold and calculated? You want it to be like a Nolan type joint or Fincher or something? Yeah, I mean, it fits the mood of the movie. Hazy, <laughs> just yeah. Uh, and then there's there's just those. We're gonna, Let's talk. We're about. gonna have this everything distorted. All this horrible shit. This is parenting, right? All this terrible stuff that you would not wish on someone if they, for whatever reason, say they were babysitting for eternity. It would be hell. It would be punishment. Because, but since it's his kid, it's got that glow. It's got that haze that it all works out. And there's there's nothing in the film that shows anything's going to get better other than maybe puberty for the kid. Maybe he becomes distracted by other things instead of terrorizing his father. He'll find like a young uh, blonde in thigh highs. Mm. All is well then. <laughs> I also have a review from spirituality and practice. Oh boy, <laughs> do they do they highlight the the, the young child who is uh, finding interesting ways of hiding coins? They, they highlight that part. quote offers much food for thought on single parenting and the deep ties between fathers and sons. That's nice. Thank you, spirituality if, and practice. If only we had that somewhere projected on the film. <laughs> Instead, we get some little kid uh, sticking coins in their old uh, in their old uh, basket trap. Can you think of a movie um, that shows the, uh, I guess the the many downs of parenting, uh, the many uh, grievances of the child and the parent alike, uh, that ultimately would be convincing to someone like myself? to not have children that's like it's all worth it in the end I don't, i'm not saying this is the one I'm, I'm saying that haze is definitely as you put it an instagram filter trying to pretty up what is a pretty terrible life yeah but and, that's why i like it but, i like that honesty <laughs> uh what's the movie with adam sandler he's got that kid and you're peeing on the wall oh big daddy there you go you can see that so as long as you're independently wealthy and you can devote as much time as possible. No, even that one sounds like hell. No. To be wealthy and still have to spend all those those times like with Screaming Child, making sure you get to McDonald's for, what was it, for breakfast for the cutoff time? Yeah. No. Or what about uh, the other Vince Vaughn joint, uh, old school, where you're trying to have a good time, but you've got this thing strapped to you. This mm. It's like a suicide vest. <laughs> you know, we honestly could do this for Trilogy in Theory, uh, because I think there's, if you go from this to old school, there's definitely growth in the tactics mm. of Vince Vaughn as a parent, except that this thing is attached to your hip or your chest, literally, but just manage it. You just, you don't, you yourself don't change what you're doing, just the earmuffs thing. Yeah. Yeah. That one still didn't convince me, though. Do you, I mean, every single beat of this movie is just painful. You know, he's got like that a man of war in a jar. It, it, ugh. Ugh. Uh. Good night, mommy. That's exactly. What I was thinking. This is a horror movie. Yeah. This is, you know, this should have been our, our, uh, this should have been our Halloween extravaganza <laughs> right here. The horror. Yeah, we'll save that for an upcoming episode, which was totally not intended to be the Halloween episode. But we got lazy. I had stuff to do. I had to watch Cool Dry Place again and understand myself, understand my youth, and all I feel is vindicated, Hiro. I was right to watch uh, poor Vince Vaughn get cuckolded. 
by uh there it is this has been marcus played there's your <laughs> you can now take your drink cuck holdings back on the back on the show and uh what are we doing uh next hiro um <laughs> this is where i stump you because we've <laughs> pre-recorded some weeks is it safe Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. It's so safe you wouldn't believe it. Is it safe? No, it's not safe. It's very dangerous. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs>